get it, Dan. Let's get it, boys. Yeah. We're the West Side Boys. The West Side Boys. West Side, West Side, West Side. Ben and Dan. Chilling in the basement. What's up, dude? What's up, man? We're getting close. I think this episode's 60. Wow. We got to do something special when we get to 100. All right. I'll think of something. It'll be like, it's crazy because I know I was just talking about this with someone actually that, uh, you know, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, but we've actually filmed more episodes because we actually started two years ago in 2020. Yeah. We got, there's, there's a, what do we want to call those? The basement tapes? <clears throat> the basement tapes? <laughs> <laughs> we could just post those randomly, but it's a bunch of BS that we talked about. Yeah, dude, there's Most one the time is just us jibber jabbering. There's one with Kent that uh that I've listened to that's uh that's pretty decent. But the problem is, is that the audio gets real crappy. Yeah. That's back when we were playing around with uh how to use uh you know, equipment to actually record your voice. Yeah. It's before anyway. we actually started to get serious. When it was just a yeah. a fun thing that we did. Yeah, I think we also started playing Minecraft at some point, which just gets real boring if you're trying to listen to it. Yeah, I want to say I remember like one of the episodes we did was just a bunch of nonsense about us like writing movie scripts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, those are some of the early episodes where our movie ideas. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Dude, yeah. We'll have Anyways. To <laughs> review, the review episode. Um, all right. So tonight we got NFL draft and then uh, some other news stories. You know, Dave Chappelle getting tackled, Elon Musk. Um, you know, Let's maybe see where, see where the conversation takes us. Yeah. Um, all right, dude. So what'd you think of the draft? Dude, I was a big fan. I am <laughs> glad that Aiden fell to the lions. I was, I was really crossed my fingers. And I think we talked about this, that, uh, that, uh, Trayvon was going to, I mean, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people. I actually texted one of my good buddies, um who's a big georgia he's a big georgia fan he was like honestly it was it was kind of a shock to me because you know he was probably like he's the sixth best guy on that defense yeah he he wasn't (laughs) even like the the best player on that team and i gotta i'm trying to look and see what his response was he's like can't believe he went one overall he was like the seventh or eighth most popular player yeah probably the fifth most productive on defense yeah he goes, he's a terrific player. Just strange to see him go number one. Yeah. I just think he's, I, I think that a lot of people who watch football might not know, like maybe some of the behind the scenes reasonings behind why they decided to draft him number one overall, but Hey, that's Jacksonville. He looks good in shorts. <laughs> it's got nice quads. <laughs> it's got a good, got a good athletic profile on him. I actually wonder if it had anything to do with any of the interviews that Aiden had with them in saying that maybe he was more interested in going to the Lions and they just decided uh, maybe. to pass on him. I don't you know? know. I don't know. I think they just fell in love with the athletic profile and the idea that this guy's going to be some sort of monster in the NFL despite not being that in college. For sure. No, I agree with that. But I really yeah. like the Lions. Pay- I like the Lions draft generally. I think they did a really good job. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm really happy they, they picked up a receiver. I was a little surprised they decided to take a risk and go with uh, Jameson Williams, but. Oh, dude, I think it's James. Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. He he was the, he was the number one 
he was the number one um, wide receiver prior to prior to the injury. injury. Yeah, yeah, he was going to be the number one wide receiver picked in the draft. Yeah, and they, so, I mean, traded me- up for him. Yeah, and medically, I mean, the, these ACL tears are not that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know they def- they come back. Yeah, it's definitely a win for Jared Goff, in my opinion. So yes, having, which, that, having that weapon. Well, and them not not drafting a quarterback. Uh, as well, win for Jared Goff. But I think, you know, it, it gives them another year of Jared Goff under center. And then next year, the quarterback class is a lot better than it was this year. Yeah. So next year is really the year where you want to try to pick a quarterback. Yeah. I so, agree with you, though. I think despite the injury, based off the way, you know, technology and, you know, med- medicine is advanced, I, I think a lot of guys can bounce back pretty good from those ACL injuries. So. Yeah, I think he'll be, he should be fine. I mean, he's he already seems to be fine. I mean, there's video of him doing drills and stuff yeah so he's um he's gonna be great what do you what do you think of some of the other lions picks so i'm they, a fan of pascal so aiden hutchinson they went jameson williams they traded up uh with the vikings to tw- i think it was 12 or 13 to get him yep and yep. then who yeah it's like they got basically the top one of the top ends the top end defensive end on a lot of people's boards and then the top receiver on a lot of people's boards um yep. then they get josh pascal uh, who's another defensive end from Kentucky, who seems like he's just going to be a real solid. He's just a big dude. Good, good, yeah, solid defensive end for them. And then they took Kirby Joseph, who's a safety. He's the only guy I've ever really, I really know much about at this point, who looks like he's a he's a big, like, ball-hawking type of safety, you know, potentially gets lots of interceptions, which is nice. That's awesome. I, I like it, too. I don't know much about him, but um, I hope he brings some swag to the Lions D. A little swag? Yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, the Jamison Williams, Aiden Hutchinson picks are, I mean, that's potentially two studs that you're going to have that you can plug in. You know, obviously they get Pascal, so they got another. I mean, they just, their defense is, they're putting a lot of resources into it. I think it makes a lot of sense. They drafted um, a ton of defensive players, man. Yeah. Two D, two DNs, a safety, yeah. inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and cornerback. That's what they basically just like said exactly what we had talked about mostly defense yep they also got a random tight end in the fifth round so yeah back up for hawkinson yeah i was gonna say it's like he's coming off the acl injury but i don't know what to expect out of uh this guy i mean obviously he's taking the fifth round but um i think with hayden yeah it's a depth uh, play yeah with, with tj coming off the injury it makes sense to get another guy in there yeah i think you hope you get four starters you know, two high-end starters and then two solid, you know, average to above-average starters and Pascal and Kirby Joseph. And then, you know, if one of the linebackers works out, that's great. You know, if that corner they drafted in the seventh, you know, if that works out, that's just a bonus. And then the tight end, yeah, yeah it's got to be just a, a depth play for, you know, back up to Hawkinson. For sure. What did you uh, think about the the rest of the draft overall, though? with regards to like other teams and what they decided to go with or what they did. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the jets did a really good job. Um, they got a bunch of picks. They got, you know, top corner potentially with the dude out of LSU. Um, they took Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end. They traded back into the first round to grab him. And then they also took Garrett Wilson out of Ohio state. So they got a receiver, a cornerback and, uh, forgetting what was the third guy out in an end. So all three, like, you know, positions of need for them. So it's, that's a good draft. 
Yeah, it's really amazing. Like, I didn't expect, like, I know I we, we talked about in the last podcast, like, there was going to be a lot of receivers picked in, like, those first 15 picks. Oh, yeah. Went nuts. There was a ton of receivers picked. Yeah, dude, they went nuts. And I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, that Green Bay <laughs> didn't get one. <laughs> they got a guy, but not until yeah, the but second round. Yeah, way later than yeah. they should have, yeah. in my opinion. They, so they took Devontae Wyatt. Who else? They took Devontae Wyatt, who's the defensive end out of Georgia, who may be the best or one of the best defensive players on that – was one of the best defensive players on that Georgia team last year. So they get him. They so get the Christian Wyatt from North Dakota was the wide receiver they took uh, in the Yeah, round. Christian Watson. Watson, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they also get the linebacker from Georgia, who was the not N'Kobe Dean linebacker, which is a kind of a weird pick because – I don't know. I, who ended up picking? Do you know who ended up getting the Kobe Dean? Maybe did he go to the, um, to the Ravens? Maybe he went to one second. Hold on, I'm looking at it. He fell right, didn't he? Oh, the Eagles. Kind of... The Eagles ended up getting him. Yeah, I think the Eagles had a really good draft. The Ravens had a really good draft. Yeah, I would agree with that. Jets, Lions. Well, it's because those well, who teams knows? Had so many freaking picks, right? And that's kind of how. Yeah, I mean, it's who knows what the actual impact will have down the road because you don't really know if these players are going to be good or not. What do you think about your boy going to uh, Seattle, Ken Walker? The yeah. Um, I think it's a great move for them. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Seattle is next year. They're probably going to be pretty bad. They're going to be garbage, but, yeah. I mean, might be good for him. They'll have DK and Tyler Lockett. I mean, who knows? Maybe Drew Lock goes and balls out. Doubt it, though. Mm. Not very likely, in my opinion, but I don't really know that much. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's an uh, ideal landing spot for Kenneth Walker, but he'll he should get carries. That's for sure. Was it uh, who who was like the the quarterback that fell pretty far that we were? Oh, Malik Willis fell into like the third round, I think. Yeah, what happened there? Apparently, the NFL was not interested in his skill set. I don't know. Uh, Tennessee got him though, so we're gonna find out. So if anybody can figure it out, Mike Vrabel can figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, that was a that was a trade for them to get up to that. Yeah, I think they traded back up a little bit to grab him. Yeah, and then a lot so, of uh. Go ahead. So yeah, the other quarterback, Kenny Pickett, went to Pittsburgh. I think in the first round. Um, I think Sam Howell ended up at like Washington. Bailey well, Zappi got drafted by the Patriots. The Patriots had a really weird draft. They did do a weird draft, which is funny because that was what I was going to say about Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh. Like, he was a Pittsburgh boy. Like, he went, yeah, he went to he Pittsburgh. Went to yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's funny. There was a lot of hometown guys that, like, went to, you know, cities that were like their, their hometown or whatever. I mean, with obviously Aiden being a Michigan guy going to oh, the yeah. was, was interesting. Kenny Pitt to Pittsburgh. I think, I think I also heard that uh, Trayvon. Um, he went to Georgia, but somebody was saying that he was he from is, Florida. I don't know. I thought I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, it could be wrong. Well, maybe that's it. Um, maybe we're just drafting by G. It's all just a farm system location. Yeah, just a farm system at this point. Yeah, I think uh, the Falcons are gonna have some weapons, man. Yeah, they took Desmond Ritter, who I think is an interesting prospect as a QB. Um, yeah. can run a little bit. You know, I think he said he's going to win a Super Bowl there already. So apparently he's got the swag. Goal. Yeah. Um, 
Did they take a? They took a receiver too, they took, right? They trade Drake London, yeah. Yeah, he Drake was London. Okay. Receiver to go. So they which like was a little surprise to me. I they're, thought they're going to have the giant receivers. They're going to have him yeah. and Kyle Pitts. They're going to be monsters. Yeah, which is so funny because Pitts is a, was considered a tight end, but he's more like a. Well, he's, yeah, I think he still technically is a tight end, but he is basically a giant receiver. Yeah, I know a lot of people thought Kyle Hamilton was going to go in like the top ten. I was oh, yeah. a little surprised to see him drop as far as he did. Yeah, he went, but that's that's yeah. The Ravens they got a really good value with him there. Um, did they Jordan get, Davis moved up? They got Linderbaum as well, who's like a stud center prospect. So they got basically a real high end safety and then a really good center. So, well, they also in the second round they had a pretty good pick too that I feel like was early on. Um, who was it that they picked? Oh yeah, David Ajabo. Obviously, he's coming oh, yeah. off the Achilles injury, but I think that's a great pickup for them. Yep. He can bounce back from that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. <clears throat> um, yeah, dude. Overall, it was interesting seeing the. I don't know. Did you watch the draft? Did you see like the Chris yeah. Angel thing? I didn't see the Chris Angel thing. No. What was <laughs> like, the Chris Angel thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, it was out in Vegas, so they're like making a show of it. And Chris Angel supposedly called the first three picks. Okay. And like wrote them down on a paper and then put them in a lockbox. And that lockbox like hung up above the college game day guys. Okay. Desk. Was he right? And then after, after, yeah, he was right. He picked all three of them. Nice. It was just kind of weird to me because it's just like, well, I mean, no one, I mean, you could have guessed that Trayvon and Aiden were going to go one and two, but not necessarily in that order. But then Derek Stingley, I think that was a little bit of a surprise to people. Yeah. I mean, there was talk of him falling, but I don't know if that talk was ever really that accurate. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, anyway, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun draft. Ice Cube got up on stage. He was there to kick things off. <laughs> did you, uh, did you see the guy from Minnesota who took like two minutes plus to, he like got up there and gave this speech, um, was talking about how he had been drafted by the Vikings and he had done all these things and how it was X amount of years ago today and just keeps rambling on and on and on to the point where a producer comes from off stage and like goes up to the podium and just points at the card and goes, read the card, please. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. What was that like later on in the first oh, round? Oh man, I, dude, I, it was like, I think it was day two sometime. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't really when they're doing it. all the celebrity pickers. I was just getting like the updates on my phone. I think they had, um, was it Keenan Michael Key did the Lions pick uh, shortly after oh, that? Oh, nice. I love Michael Key. Dude, we got to go to the draft next year in Detroit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Josh and I have already been talking about got it. So got to boo Roger Goodell. We can do a little pregame at my brother's place before we go. There we That'd go. Be fun. Yeah. But we got to go rocking Lions jerseys. I'm oh, for sure, jerseys. dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to rock some Patriots thing where we're just going to boo him and talk smack. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that, that'll be a lot of fun. We can definitely make a, an event out of it. Go and throw passes. I'm sure they're going to have some sort of like NFL camp or something down there where you can do yeah. fun stuff. They'll have something. I'm sure it'll be popping. But uh, speaking of tackling and football, did you see uh, Dave Chappelle get <laughs> tackled on stage yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl? Did you see? LA? Yeah. Did you see what happened to the guy afterwards? No, I didn't see what happened to the guy. Oh afterwards. man, do you you haven't seen the pics of the guy getting loaded into an ambulance with his arm completely turned around in the wrong direction? No. Oh yeah, dude, they messed him up. 
Well, I mean, what he did was messed up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, can you can you imagine being a comic these days and just like telling jokes and you got people coming up on stage and like tackling people? It's like yeah, it's wild. I don't know where this, this guy is all Will Smith's fault. Think you think it's Will Smith? Was it was Chris? So have you seen the clip of Chris Rock there say asking if that was Will Smith or something along those lines? Yeah, that's what I saw. It was just like he says he grabs the mic and says, "Was that Will Smith?" <laughs> No, dude, like that whole situation to me is crazy that people think that they can just hop up on stage and do something like that, man. Yeah, I don't know what that guy was going for. Not sure. It didn't work out for him, that's for sure. He's but, uh, uh, he's in a lot of pain right now. Well, as he should be. He should it's, be one, it's one of the weird, stage. like, I don't know how the bodyguard thing works, but it seems like that's one of the weird situations in life where there's like, you can just, they just beat the absolute, like, crap out crap of out of this guy and like it's everybody's okay with it they're like yeah 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 don't, don't tackle that guy you guys we'll destroy you yeah exactly um it just makes me think that like in terms of where we're at as a society and like taking things as a joke it's like did this guy jump up on stage because he didn't like the joke that dave Chappelle was telling i don't know um but i just think in general man like Society has gone to a place where it's like things can't be funny anymore. Whoa. Okay. Like, so this is break. this guy. Yeah. Hates. I think there was like a, 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 a deeper meaning behind it. I have no idea. Like why else <laughs> would this person get up on stage? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe they were high on drugs of some sort and they had a moment and decided they were going to bum rush Dave Chappelle to get famous that, and didn't work out for him. That's a very good possibility. I don't know. Or other, like, you think it's some sort of, like, premeditated take on Dave Chappelle's jokes? Or his... Maybe, dude. Did this guy have a motive going to this event? Or is it just, like, a does on the, the whim, like, oh, I'm going to go tackle Dave Chappelle? Tinfoil hat, does the government want Dave Chappelle dead? Ooh. Ooh. Maybe this was the Conspiracy. first. I think they'd be more efficient than some dude tackling him on stage, but. Agreed. Yeah probably throw that one away yeah man celebrities a lot of stuff going on in the news a lot of stuff man um <laughs> uh, i don't know how much more you've been following this uh johnny depp case oh yeah with, uh, amber heard <clears throat> yep we've been doing the little summary watch a little testimony while we're doing other stuff with katie every night so we're we're up to date man amber started testifying today so it's her I turn heard that some of her key witnesses have decided that they don't want to testify on her behalf because of everything that's already happened up to this point. Yeah. Unless they can pull some witnesses in uh, that say that can corroborate, 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 words? corroborate, corroborate, that can do that to her story, then uh, it's going to be tough. I don't know. I don't know from like a legal perspective, he may still lose the case because I don't know what, the burden of proof is and like what the jury's actually considering with regards to how the actual op-ed, cause this all comes down to the op-ed, right. And how that, that itself influenced Johnny Depp's um, like earnings, I guess that's what you would say. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole defamation case is him just stating that, you know, her destroying his image and, 
causing him to, you know, lose roles in those movies that he basically had. Right. Like he, he lost the whole pirates of the Caribbean thing. He lost the whole fantastic beast thing that was happening. Like, yeah, that's all money that was taken out of his pocket because she said that she was being physically abused by him. Right. So, so I don't understand how he can't, how he can't win. win. I guess I'm, yeah, I guess I'm confused. I think he wins just generally because in the court of public opinion, she's definitely losing this case at this point. Yeah. And uh, so he definitely wins there, which I think is really what matters with regards to his career. Yeah. But I, like I said, I, I'm not sure what they have to actually prove with regards to, cause it's, it, it's in Virginia because the op-ed was published in Virginia. So it's like very specific to this op-ed. That's weird. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I guess there's like a petition going around that like 2 million people have already signed to try to get her removed from the Aquaman two movie. <laughs> That's already see, like finished filming. See, here's my problem with that. I think if we're going to learn any lesson from this, it's that, or if we should learn any lesson from this is that maybe we shouldn't use the internet to completely cancel people based right? on things that are not necessarily proven fact or, you know, like that could be just rumor. And so to So it's not proven fact that she's shit in his bed when she and her <laughs> friends like went. Yeah, but I mean it's like it's like the the whole thing of this is like what cancel a person. Who does that? Yeah, but the whole thing is like cancel culture is maybe not the greatest thing the in the world. So the the answer to this this lesson from the trial on that with regards to Johnny Depp should not be let's turn around and immediately cancel cancel Amber Heard and just she's persona non grata, so to speak. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It it seems like they had a a sort of rocky relationship, just generally speaking, and it wasn't necessarily this like whole one sided thing coming from her or him. So maybe you know we just say, hey, Johnny Depp, maybe not the worst person in the world, and then we all move on with our lives. But that's probably not not what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, I think it's clear that uh, she's a lunatic. Um, <laughs> she has like a disassociation disorder i think that some psychiatrist had said or something yeah so they had yeah their their psychiatrist diagnosed her with a couple different personality disorders and by there i mean johnny depp the one that his team hired to testify yeah because her team has also now had a psychologist testify uh and it was very like she's very much was coming from it from the perspective of like amber is the victim here and I'm going to talk to you about how women are victims and, you know, not really even mention that men could potentially be victims. And we're just going to gloss over the fact that she may have hit him and admitted to hitting him. And so it was a little bit weird. I was like, ah. that's seemed, what my brother was little, saying. Cause he's, he's a little been biased in the case a lot closer. Yeah. It's yeah. Seemed a little biased. biased. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Amber heard round tomorrow, tomorrow morning. If you're going to watch any morning of this trial tomorrow morning could be interesting because she's going to, they're getting to the parts of her testimony where, you know, the abuse stories are starting to come up. Oh, geez. At some point they're going to cross her. Like they'll cross examine her. Um, cross examination. But it may not be till Friday or potentially, I think they're going to take a week off or something along those lines. Well, I guess she, I didn't realize this, but she used to date Elon and Elon was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to testify. Yeah. She dated Elon because he was she, gonna be like a character. He was gonna be a character witness or something. Yeah, after she broke, after her and Johnny were like getting divorced, she she dated Elon, and I think she 
had a thing with James Franco, although that may have been I'm not really sure when that happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess her, him, James Franco and Elon were um, deciding that they weren't going to. But anyways, um, speaking of Elon, um, any any Twitter updates? Oh, dude, is he, I, officially, is he officially bought Twitter? I don't know. I I saw he's definitely still tweeting a lot. Like, do we want to do an Elon Twitter update? When he was talking about Elon Musk, this was a this was published like six hours ago today. It says Elon Musk says fees for some users may be coming to Twitter. Yeah, I think he mentioned something about if you're going to use it for business purposes or something else that you may have to pay a fee or something along those lines. He had some like super random like interview where this person was asking them like, so what's what's next for Twitter? Like, what do you want it to be? And he was basically just saying what it already is. Yeah. But just getting rid of the bots. Yeah, getting rid of the bots and uh, maybe allowing people to edit stuff at some point in time. I just kind of wish that there was some type of like fact checking in place with social media so people couldn't post non-factual like yeah. information that could like hurt or be a detriment to because if anybody can post anything on these sites and there isn't anybody like restricting things that can be posted no he, that's not going to be that's not what he's talking about he's talking about making sure that they align with whatever the local laws are as far as free speech and stuff like that is concerned or at least that's what i've heard him talk about with regards to how you would restrict like it's not going to be some anybody can go on there and share anything they want and there's just no filter okay because they still have to be aware of like you know like free speech laws like there's 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 certain restrictions around what you can and cannot say in public spaces and get into trouble for yeah so so he said um the potential major update as a follow-up to a more cryptic tweet he shared earlier Tuesday, which stated ultimately the downfall of Freemasons was giving away their stone cutting services for nothing. Okay. That's such a random thing to say. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Just, that's I'm curious. That's like curious. that's gonna have conspiracy theorists going nuts. Yeah. The Freemasons. The Freemasons. So what was that the only part of that tweet? Didn't he like, cause that was where he was talking about making governments and commercial users pay. Right. Yeah. I just think it's, uh, yeah. There's just, all these like memes and jokes about it. Now it's like, well, let's now I'm going to buy such and such and do such. No, and did such. you, did you see the, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put the Coke back. <laughs> yeah. The cocaine back in. Yeah. I think somebody else says, oh, now I'm going to buy Doritos and fill the chips all the way to the top of the bag. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So his his follow-up tweet to the Freemasons thing was that Twitter will always be free for casual users, but maybe a slight cost for commercial slash government users. Yeah. Which. Yep. I saw that. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think the idea of like being able to pay people for their time online is something interesting that hasn't really come out yet. But like, instead of ad dollars going to like figure out a way to pay people for their, the ad research basically that's done on them online. Interesting. 
Yeah. Think about that as a concept. So like people pay you to get your data, right? So like based off of what websites you're going to and where you're browsing. Yeah. Or you get some sort of kickback from that. That is interesting. I like that idea. So I feel like that information is all like being captured and tracked by like Google or. Right. It's all Google's money right now. Yeah. So Amazon or the other or the, yeah, like Amazon or the other search engines that people use to find information. Dude, what do you think about like, robot lawnmowers? They're sweet, dude. I think I might get one. Dude, so, you can, uh, you can do the blue. It's almost just like getting the, the indoor vacuum that does your hardwood floors and stuff like the Yeah. I, the only thing I've seen is it can get stuck on stuff. So you got to like lawn, you got to basically Roomba proof your lawn. But once you get it going, it works real well. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. The only thing I would be thinking of or consider it is like if your dog is like digging holes in the backyard or something. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't dig too much. So thinking about the idea of like we can we can have robot lawnmowers and robot vacuumers now. Like what's the next robot revolution? What's the next one? You can get your lawn mode, especially stuff along the ground that doesn't need a whole lot of technology to navigate. Right? Mm. What else could we robot, do with that? Robot dog walker. <laughs> Ooh, okay. It'd have to be heavy, depending on how big the dog was. Yeah. A, a robot dog walker. Well, I just saw, it's funny because I just saw. I mean, maybe. I saw some really interesting dog collars. Really? I don't want to like say the name of it because it's just like, I don't know. I'm not trying to give anyone that, that free air, but um, basically this dog collar um, had this link with uh an app on your phone that you could draw the perimeter on your phone on like a on a map okay and the dog once it got close enough to that perimeter it received there was a beep it's just and like, after the beep there was a vibration and if they got to the perimeter and tried to cross it then there would be like stem that would like not shock the dog but like yeah give them the unwanted feeling of like you know when you get stimulation through like yeah yeah, shocks them a little bit. Like, so, like, like if you've ever had like one of those like this, those stem things that you can like put on your knee or your arm yeah. or something and get like the stem treatment. Yeah, it just sends that kind of like electrical shockwave. So, it's like using just just GPS data, and then whenever the dog, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but they they came they came with like little like chips that like let's say you wanted to put like one of the microchips on top of the table. And you like click the button on there and you could click it like a few different times. And like the more you clicked it, the bigger the area was that it caused that same like preventative zone from the dog going. So like if you wanted to like keep the dog away from a table or keep them out of a room, like using the leash that way or using the collar that way as well. But it was an interesting idea because it was just like, you know, you could not put up a fence in your yard and then have your dog wear this type of collar but it was just expensive as hell. It was like a thousand dollars almost for this collar. Yeah. It's like state of the art technology and stuff. But my brother was saying that there was like some cheaper ones online too, but get the bootleg it's just version. An interesting idea. Yeah. The just ones that the they, robot they capabilities. Don't have, they don't have as many satellites. So there's a the chance that they lose a satellite and your dog just gets you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like cloudy days are rough for old Fido. <laughs> but there, there's also like a, a whistle function in the app on your phone. So like if your dog gets too far away from you, if you're like on a hike or something, the dog's not on a leash, 
the like the leash you whistle at it through its collar like, whistle yeah and, nice. and the dog will like try to come back nice. so i don't know it's interesting but back to your question the next robot i mean shit dude yes yeah, we're gonna have autonomous we're gonna have autonomous cars at some point here yeah soon. but we're not let's uh let's think of this from a something we could invent you think we could invent a robot um spitball yes. robot ideas what, what would our robot do it's gonna walk your dog so it needs to be like uh yeah walking the dog would be hard maybe like doing the dishes a dish rope well that's a dishwasher <laughs> i guess yeah you got dishwashers what if you didn't have a dishwasher like in your sink two dishes in your <laughs> sink <laughs> i don't know man that one seems rough i like dog walker though so what if we just made it like a real heavy like an anvil with wheels how are we gonna power it? Oh, with wheels, solar power. So it's just a battery with wheels that's have super heavy. So I feel like a lot of dogs would just be terrified of that and not want to walk with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So do you want the dog to identify with robots? Like, I don't know if you want that. Like, I don't know if you want the dog to be loyal to the robot. You know what I mean? Ultimately. Oh yeah, dude, that would be weird. Then when the the robots revolt and try to take over the world, we also have to fight all the dogs off. That's gonna be rough. It reminds me. It reminds me of the Rick and Morty episode where the dog, where the dog like gained uh, intelligence because they like put uh, like a AI on the dog's head. Nice, dude. If you haven't seen that episode of Rick and Morty, it is one. wild. The dogs take over the world. I think Spoiler I may. Alert. I may have seen that one. Yeah, it was wild. Good old Rick <laughs> like, and Morty. You're trying to take my balls, Summer. <laughs> the, the sister Morty's sister's name is Summer. Yeah. And the dog is like, "Oh, you're gonna neuter me, Summer." <laughs> yeah, that we'd have to pay for that one. Yeah. The dogs got intelligent. That would be cool though if you could actually understand what dogs say. Have you seen any of those videos where like dogs are like clicking the buttons and the buttons like say words? Yeah, I, dude maybe some basic stuff you could get the dog to like identify certain words with certain things but the idea that you're going to communicate with your dog through a board i don't know there's there's no man tons of people that have like multiple buttons that they've trained their dogs to do and you can sure. watch them and it's pretty incredible yeah i don't think I, i'm not saying you couldn't train your dog to like push a button if it wants a certain thing uh, but that you're like having a conversation with your dog i don't know about that I mean, you gotta watch some of these. Well, I'll have to send you some, man. They're pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like this, we'll see. Like send send me the good ones. I'll send you some good ones. I'll find. You know, I think you'll get a kick out of them. And some of them are pretty damn surprising to me. Like I, I'm like skeptic about it because I was just like, man, I don't know. Like you could definitely. I was like, I don't know if some of these dogs, pick, but when they actually like, put three or four buttons together. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh so Doctor Strange. Yes. Got my tickets. Tickets? So you go multiple times? Yeah, well, probably at least two or three times this weekend. Yeah. Um going tomorrow night late to see it. And then I'm going Sunday for sure with the family. Might go Saturday night too, depending on if there's any available tickets. So, all right, you got to give us your predictions. I think there's going to be a lot of cameos, like a lot. Like, I think there's going to be at least five people from like previous movies or, you know, new characters that have not been 
in anything previous. Like who? Give me give me a name. So I already know just because of watching trailers that we're gonna see uh Captain Carter. Captain Carter. Peggy Carter. Yeah. So in the multiverse, there's the the series, it's like the animated series on um Disney Plus. Okay. It's called uh it's called the What If series. Okay. Captain Carter. So in in another multiverse, um Captain America didn't exist because there was some accident that happened and um, Steve Rogers didn't go into the machine to become Captain America. Instead, it was Peggy Carter who hopped in the machine and she became Captain Carter. Oh, so it's a female um, version. Yeah, the female version basically of Captain America, but she's the British. She's like basically Captain Britain, not Captain Wait, America. Wait, she's the British version? Yeah, she's the female Captain America, but she's she instead of having Bro, an American flag, it's the British we flag. We give the, we're giving Great Britain a superhero. Oh yeah, dude. They have well they have um oh what's his name? Captain Britain or whatever. Captain Britain sounds like Captain Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the bootleg um, version of Superman. <laughs> exactly. Um I I I mean it's already shown that Professor Xavier is going to have his 1997 comic um, yellow floating chair, which is going to be tight as hell. And I think people are going to drop their jaws. I have a prediction that we're going to see uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. I don't know Fantastic. who's going to play him, but uh, he's going to be in the movie. Mr. Who's Mr. Then, Fantastic? From the Fantastic Four? Uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, gotcha. the stretchy okay. guy. Yeah. Gotcha. Mr. Stretch. Yeah, Mr. Stretch, Mr. Fantastic. Um, I have um, a feeling that we might see one of the Spider-Men in this movie. I don't know if it's going to be the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or what. And then just based off of an interview that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch had, I feel like Tom Cruise is somehow going to make an appearance and he might be Iron Man. Tom Cruise is oh, in, in a different multiverse? Yeah, he's going to be or like a universe? multiverse version of Tony Stark, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tom Cruise is Tony Stark. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be wild, man. From the people who have already seen it cuz it came out yesterday to like a mm, any spoilers? It was yesterday was a premiere. I haven't read any spoilers cuz I don't want to see them. I don't gotcha. try to avoid them. You want to be surprised. I, I want to be surprised and I want to have cuz it's like the excitement of these movies is just like knowing that there's like characters out there. And like, I've, I've been following it since I was a kid and it's just kind of, it's just a fun thrill for me. So trying to avoid spoilers at all costs. All right. Well, next, uh, next week we'll get the full review, full review of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, dude. That'll be a good one. And Doctor then tonight, Strange. tonight is the last episode of uh moon, moon Knight. Knight. The man who yep. controls the moon. <laughs> Have you seen any of those with Oscar Isaac yet? No, dude. I'm I'm just going based off of our conversations and the idea that he is a superhero whose only power is he controls the moon. No, he he well, he can control the moon, but like not him, Conchin, who's like this Egyptian god, controls the moon. He fights but Moon Knight. Moon Knight <laughs> receives powers from Conchin, and those powers are from like the moon or whatever yeah so he can control the moon and he fights the shipping industry by messing with the tides all over the world <laughs> exactly the moon night the moon night 
Uh, does that does that come up when he controls the moon the idea that he's just messing with all the tidal forces that the moon controls i'm sure dude i i watched a video recently which i had no idea about but uh it was like uh oh my god what's his name what's the scientist's name he uh oh my god i can't the three he's got like three names something tight or uh neil tyson degrasse oh neil he was yeah talk- yeah neil neil yeah. degrasse tyson i think neil degrasse tyson yeah jeez um he was talking about the tides in like a very weird way and how like the the moon affects the tides but there's also like this weird like the earth isn't like yeah, the way that the water moves with the tides is is like it almost like bubbles kind of weird yeah it's, it's just like it's like a fat bubble that moves around the earth and kind of follows the moon yeah that's yeah. so weird to me like i didn't i didn't know that or realize that yeah, it's just the gravity of the moon pulls the water in the ocean towards it yeah so he's just like when we think of like the tides going in it, it doesn't work like that way it, it like moves around and yeah like, yeah pretty wild which is wild to me because like could you imagine what that looks like from space yeah i don't know it'd be hard to perceive i think from space yeah it's just not it's not that big of a movement when you're that far away you know what i mean yeah i guess yeah it's still wild to think about though yeah the moon the moon night the tide shaper (laughs) (laughs) um there was one other thing that I wanted to to chit chat about, and I know it's just kind of kind of a bummer topic, but the mm-hmm. whole the Roe versus Wade and how the Supreme Court has decided to try to overturn the abortion rights. Yeah. Um that's just absolutely wild to me, man. Yeah, this is a this is uh like a- I thought I thought that there was enough democratic presence in the supreme court that could like prevent this from happening yeah i'm just i'm kind of surprised so i think yeah i think part of this conversation is the idea of the supreme court uh and it's in public opinion of the supreme court um because i think this is going to cause an increased shift to the negative for public opinion of the supreme court and historically that's when you've seen you know, um, the talks about like court packing and you'll have ju- like when FDR did it, um, you had a justice that's basically switched sides and started voting with the liberal block as opposed to the conservative block. Um, I think, I think abortion in general, uh, and this is coming from two males and like, I, I think it should be a, thing that the women get to decide especially absolutely knowing how much more complicated that their health care is than what males go through it's just absolutely ridiculous that they're even trying to make this happen like men like you said like this is coming from two guys we should have no decision on what happens with women's bodies with this like we don't know what it's like to go through that yeah how is it just a bunch of men deciding that this is this is something that they have to get like overturned. I, think, I yeah. don't know. It's just, I think it's interesting. It's like the, basically the payoff for the Donald Trump 
and uh, the conservatives, you know, basically slow dragging the Supreme Court nomination product or process when Obama was president and then getting three, you know, when Trump was president. So this is like the payoff for that, I guess, if you're looking at it from a conservative perspective. I think it's a little, it is a little too far given that this is something that's been in place for years. And the argument has basically been at what time in the pregnancy is it? appropriate you know what i mean and that has kind yeah. of become the state issue um and i think you know it's interesting the reasons for it leaking because it's not officially the ruling yet it's just a draft opinion yeah um, it's the initial draft but if it notice. is if it is coming then i could you know the leak i mean you, you have a bunch of state healthcare systems that are going to have to change drastically based on laws that could have been written in like the 1800s potentially yeah or like the early 1900s early 19 yeah i wonder if i feel like if something is past do you think that there will like what oh dude like i can't even fathom this being something that they can pass like it just doesn't seem yeah i mean their excuse is basically going to be they're saying that it's a it's got to be a state issue and there's no place in the constitution for them to have had ruled on this. I mean, the problem is, is that that completely you're at you're basically undermining the court as an institution at that point, and you're saying, well, we you know can basically overturn whatever we want now. Yeah, that's so true. I think it's also funny to think that like all of the conservative people that are so against you know a woman's right to be able to, you know, freedom of choice. And then they're the ones that saying, Oh, you know, I don't have to wear a mask. It's my body. I don't have to wear. It's like, yeah, wait a second. I think so you guys are just, yeah. you guys are not practicing what you're preaching then in that situation. Like, Oh, I shouldn't have to take this vaccine. Like it shouldn't be mandated. Yeah. Just like, a, you know, abortions are a woman's body. They can do whatever the hell they want. I don't know. Yeah, I think all I, of my opinions are my opinions and they have no reflection. I just want to state that on any anything else or anyone else or any other entity that yeah. I might be associated with. I think from my perspective, it just seems to be a weird thing to do, given that it didn't seem like it was broken. You know, if it's if we say it's it's legal and you have to allow it on some level and then you just leave it up to the states to decide what that level is. And then I guess that's kind of what the court had been trying to decide over the past couple of years. And now they're just saying, well, whatever, we're just going to do away with it. Um, I just, it just, just seems extreme sense to me. It seems so extreme. It's yeah. so unnecessary. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, be interesting. I don't know. Interesting to see what happens, but it seems like it's, it's a little unfortunate, but yeah. Well, I don't want to end on a bummer. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? Yeah, that... I mean, I, the the thing about this, I I think the the long term thing is is really the idea of public opinion of the court and what that means to the actual Supreme Court and its place as an institution. Um, so, like I said, there's some times in history where this has kind of been a thing, and it's it's led to some interesting uh, things happening. So. I'm not trying to say that um, we're going to have some sort of revolution or anything, but just how yeah. it plays out politically and um, 
what ultimately does happen. Because at the same time, you've got the one Supreme Court justice whose wife is potentially involved in the in the uh, January 6th stuff, which is wild. Um, so it's it's just a weird time for the Supreme Court. And that I don't think is this is super wild. And I don't think this is. It just seems like it's going to the point where, like, if even if you're like a, you're just a little bit conservative, I don't think you think this is necessarily a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I, I posted something on my Instagram earlier. It's just like 40% or no, I'm sorry. Only 30% of Americans across the entire country agree with the, it, it being overruled yeah. or overturned. <clears throat> right. So you're talking about 70% of the country, no matter if you're Republican or conservative or independent. Yeah. All of those people disagree with overturning and overruling the Roe versus Wade. Yeah, dude, there's also like the the weird thing and like and cuz from my perspective, I think the conversation like if you're if you're on the right and you want to minimize abortions, then like don't you want to get people access to healthcare and contraceptives as much as possible to like minimize yes. the the idea that you're going to have an un- unwanted wanted pregnancy anyway. But so but at the same time you don't want to provide those healthcare services to uh, poor women. And so you're, it, it's like while getting rid of abortion and not providing the healthcare, you're basically low key forcing poor people to have children. Yes. It's only it going seems to like make... a weird, it seems like a weird, yes. like, how do you, where's the logic in that? There is no logic, dude. It, if, there is no logic there. Cause if the goal because is all they're going to do is separate the, the wealthy from the poor. That's yeah, all but... they're going to do is create a bigger gap. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not it costs money to have a kid, bro. Yeah. And and I'm not for the idea that we should be aborting a bunch of fetuses. I think that's also kind of messed up. But the it idea is. that we shouldn't try to be preventing that by with like preventative care and and allowing easier access to birth control, that's where I, I think there's like room for reasonable people to come together and be like, yeah, maybe th- this is a better option for that and yeah, we can kind of work this out. Yeah, the healthcare system is is dog shit, dude. Let's be honest. Like in the United States, there is not great healthcare in terms of like cost that's being affect like that's effective for people of low income and like. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the lines waiting to get procedures done or to get the medication that people need. I think it's important that like those type of contraceptives should be readily available for anybody. Like. The fact that women should be able to take, you know, birth control to prevent unwanted pregnancies. Cause I agree with you. Like I'm not a fan of abortions, but like, obviously there's, there's certain, there's certain circumstances where it might be the only way to prevent a woman from dying, dude. Like, Oh yeah. In the, in the, if a pregnancy goes bad and the baby in it just, just so hat or the, excuse me, the fetus just so happens to be up in the lake, one of the fallopian tubes, if they try to have that baby, the woman will die. So it's right. like in that situation, it's better to abort the pregnancy than to have them potentially pass away. And die. like, God, like, or just, I think about like women who are like raped in yeah. that situation. Like they should not have to be required to have that kid if they, if they, if they don't want to. Right. Like, yeah, those are just two unfortunate situations but it's like you you have to protect the rights of the of the females and i just think it's a really 
crappy that it's coming down to this. Yeah. It'd be interesting to find out if we ever find out who leaked it or why it leaked. Um, my theory draft. That, yeah. The draft of this ruling. My theory is that it's because you're, you're going to be dumping a bunch of stuff on these States where all of a sudden, you know, States who were not even considering their abortion laws are going to have to figure out what those need to be. And, quickly and if whatever it is going to be is going to match up with you know what the people actually want in that state yeah i mean is it going to come down to a vote per state well, i think it'll it'll point? be it'll go to the state legislature so it'll go to whatever the state law was before roe v wade happened so, so then there could be some mass migration taking place in the united states himself if a bunch of states are going to be no i think you'll just abortions are illegal i think you'll just you're going to see a bunch of state legislatures start to scramble to figure out what they need to pass in order to either prepare for this or what the, what changes need to be made to the healthcare system. If this is going to be a real thing. Yeah. So it's wild, man. Yeah, it is wild. I it's, it's like I said, it feels like it's activist a little bit and I don't think that's, I don't think that's what the Supreme Court should be viewed as publicly. And I think that's potentially the, you know, the issue with the court right now is that you could see public opinion shift very negatively towards it. And that's not good for the country because you want the Supreme Court as it, you know, what is supposed to function and according to our Constitution as something that's looked upon as like they're doing the right thing. And, you know, they can be trusted to uh, to uphold some form of you know, the people's will. And now it's, they're, they're being shined in a pretty bad light here. So. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so let's move on to something a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> um, and talk about Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I don't really, I don't really have a lot of Ukraine updates other than it seems to be that it's still not going well for Russia there. And there's more Western no. guns and money pouring into it day by day. So I don't know how it's going to get any better for them. It's not. And I feel like at some point then you just need to make a decision to cut that shit out. But yeah. I just think that. Just cut uh, it off, man. Just cut it off. Putin is just not, he's not going to back down. I feel like I just hope it doesn't get worse yeah. before it gets better. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, certainly still a very sad situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just got nothing Sorry, else left here. That's a positive story. Conversations tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, how the Tigers doing? Tigers are not doing good. That's oh, no. <laughs> they have been struggling, man. They, I think they're like seven in four. 14 or 7 and 15 or something like that. Oh, that's um, bad. Dude, the game I was supposed to go to on on Monday or Tuesday was canceled. I was bummed. They actually uh they won one of two tonight. So they're 8 and 15 now. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, that's 8 and 15. Good. It's not good. They are uh they're definitely on the the bottom half of uh their division in the league and um there's just a lot of better teams out there than them right now, but Yeah, sounds like I it. I don't know. Hopefully they can, they can turn things around. How's uh, um, how's young Torkelson doing? He's doing not bad. He uh, <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. The other day when they were playing against, uh, I think they were playing against the Dodgers out in LA. Um, 
he was the guy who was batting when, um, oh my God, I'm drawing such a blank right now on the pitcher. Left-handed pitcher for the Dodgers became the all-time um, most strikeouts in Dodgers history. Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a complete blank right now. Recently, was it Kershaw? Yeah, thank you, Clayton Kershaw. He uh, he became the the most he became the all-time leader in strikeouts in Dodgers history. Nice. And Torkelson was the guy he struck out to get that right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, he'll always have that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still having a decent year. He's not having a great year, but uh, I mean, he's, he's starting to, he's starting to kind of figure things out. I think it's, it's taken him a little while to, to get in the swing of things, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fun to watch him. I mean, he's, he's only bad close to 200 right now, but 207. Not, not, yeah, not the best, but he's only 22. He's got, yeah. He's got, he's got a few home runs, some RBIs um, still got a little ways to go, but um, I'll tell you what, who I'm pretty impressed with this season right now is, uh, Austin Meadows. He's, he's done pretty decent for the Tigers. All right. Um, he was the, he was the acquisition from, um, the Tampa, Tampa Bay at the beginning of the season. All right. So, and then Cabrera, he's, he's been kind of the, the highlight of the, of the season of the Tigers, although he's only batting like 260. Um, what's, uh, He's got his three thousandth hit, so yeah. So that's all that matters. Is uh, it, so what? What's the what's the story here? Did they just pay him way too much money and now they're strapped for cash, or do they just they haven't drafted well? Nobody wants to come play in Detroit. No, why are the Tigers bad? I mean, their farm system is not bad. Um, Tigers are just bad because yeah, they they just paid players too much for a long period of time, and then they're just kind of they just were eating salaries and they traded away a bunch of guys and a bunch of guys left. I mean, they had such a solid team for so long, man. They just kind of crumbled after that. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the, the, the owners just need to kind of make some, some financial moves. And I mean, you gotta have Cabrera has got to retire as a tiger. In my opinion, you can't really get rid of him now at this point. Okay. Um, he's just going to finish out as a DH as a tiger and finish out the rest of his career. Cause there's no point in trying to trade his contract off to somebody else. So um, the last 10 years have just been like, well, here's Miguel Cabrera and a bunch of scrubs. Yeah, pretty much. The I tigers. mean, that's what it seems like. Um, I mean, they just don't have a whole lot of money to go out there and get big name players. And not a lot of people want to come play for a team that's a bunch of scrubs and on the lower half of the division. Um, yeah. The White Sox and the White Sox have definitely been kind of the highlight of the of the division. I mean, the Kansas City Royals haven't really been shit in a while, and Twins haven't really done crap. And then you got the the Guardians now. Um, Guardians. They were good for a little while in the mid two thousand mid twenty tens, but they've kind of fallen off a little bit too. So our division in general is just kind of crappy. White Sox going to win it, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll probably win the division. I don't know what the standings are right now for uh, uh, Minnesota's but... fifteen and nine, Cleveland's eleven and thirteen, White Sox ten and thirteen, and then Detroit at eight and fifteen, Kansas City yeah. also eight and fifteen. Twin Twins have had a good Twins have had a pretty good start. I mean, they they have a decent roster. They got some pretty talented guys. Um, they got Carlos Carrera. I know they paid him a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, I mean Is they. It... This is the time of the baseball season where you just don't want to suck too bad, you know? 
Yeah, it's just because it's like early on in the year, man. Yeah. Yankees yeah, are tearing right. it up. Dude, Yankees are they're dude, they're the Bronx bombers, man. They're the best team in baseball right now. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. And then the Mets on the National League side, they're tearing it up too. They're both, you know, they're them and the Yankees are both eighteen, you know, got eighteen, 18 wins. wins. Yeah. Yeah. All right. New York um, baseball, the Dodgers, baby. The Dodgers and Padres and Giants, all those teams have been looking good out in the NL West. So yeah. The NL West has always been pretty balanced. I feel like they have probably the best division in baseball. Yeah. Um, and then you you got the American League East. They've always been a powerhouse. Um, it's actually interesting to see that the Red Sox only have 10 wins and 14 losses, but uh and I feel like that's a yeah. good spot at this point in the year. You know what I mean? Just stay right around 500. Yeah, just stay float around 500 for a while. And then your team, once you start to get hot, you can turn things up a bit. Um, baseball talk. Yeah. Baseball talk. Hopefully I can make it out to some more games. Hopefully uh, you and I can, can hit up a game at some point this summer. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. I have to, I have to find some time. All right, dude. Anything else you want to chat about? I think that's it for me tonight. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, appreciate you uh, hopping on tonight. Happy Wednesday, sir. All right, dude. Enjoy your week and uh, enjoy your weekend. Yeah, dude. Give me, text me your initial thoughts on that movie once you see it. Absolutely. Will do, man. All right, dude. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.